Okay, so <laughs> I love these mornings. I love the mornings when everybody is asleep and they just stay asleep for hours and hours. And I'm like, yes, nobody's waking up yet. We get a little bit of spare time to just snuggle even more and just get a little bit more talk, pillow talk time. And so Rory was able to share in the last episode just a little bit more about his paradigm shift with being able to understand what positive self-talk really looks like in a very um, tangible, concrete kind of way, you know, in the way that Gregory Van Dyce was able to tell about, you know, positive self-image and self-talk affirmations. He was able to digest from that experience that basically he has this subconscious factory going on inside of him where he has workers working there. And, you know, if we don't give the workers something good to work on, you know, through affirmations and things like that, they're just going to start tacking on all the other stuff that we're not intentionally giving them, right? You know, all of the fluff kind of stuff, all of the fluff kind of um, talk that, that shows up when we just default into that natural man kind of a state where it'll just say things like, oh, well, you're not good enough and all of this kind of thing. Um, whereas if we can create intentionally what our affirmations are, it just allows for us to have that one more level up to be like, no, I'm going to intentionally choose what is going to take the stage of my mind and my subconscious thought process today, right? So it's like he was able to feel like he was able to access um, being able to communicate clearly and fluidly with his subconscious factory workers in his mind, right? For them to work for him throughout the day, rather than being a liability, they were able to then, it was able to help him kickstart turning them into an asset for him even more, right? So that was really fun to hear him talk about that a little bit um, and and just to get a little bit more clear about why that's so important. Um, and that's super meaningful to me because I love him so much. He's just my special person in my life that I just wouldn't be able to experience the level of life that I experience. I always tell him every day, I'm like, you know that ever since I've met you, I am so much happier. Like every single day, I feel happier. And every single day, somehow you look even more attractive. I don't know what you do. And he does this funny thing. He's like, it's my attractive spray. <laughs> We're like, it's my handsome spray. I'm like, oh my goodness, it's true. You put handsome spray somewhere and it just gets me every time. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm just so delighted that we get to be here talking about our experience, getting to go through the Engineering Our Success course by Gregory Van Dyce and just being able to, to get into that mode where it's like, oh, what was meaningful for me from getting to experience that? And um, as I mentioned in the last podcast, we have a one little piggy that has joined us in our podcast. And she's, she's our background um, voice at this moment because she is so chattery and it's so sweet. <laughs> she's our two-year-old me and it's so sweet. Anyways, so one of the things that I actually really, really enjoyed from getting to go to the experience of just learning from Gregory Van Dyce for that, like, you know, even virtually, right? I wasn't able to hear a lot, but the things that I was able to get out was just, you know, this whole idea that, that it has already been percolating in me. Um, because, you know, me and Rory, we love getting to learn 
the different aspects of being efficient with our time, being, um, being effective with our time, and being able to perform at our top, um, at our best, basically, at any given moment when we're striving. And basically, that's like the culmination of what a company we use that really helps us to, to access understanding that level of, uh, about ourselves. It's called Colby. And basically, they give you a score after you answer all these questions that help a person to be able to see very clearly what are some areas in their lives that they are very natural at creating habits with, right? And what are areas in a person's life that they are not very natural with, right? That it just doesn't come to their mind fluidly and easily, but actually it's like they, are, they, they feel like they are working really hard when they are working in certain categories in their lives, right? Whereas there's other categories in their life where they just feel like, no, this is just fine. Like I could do this all day long, right? And it's different for everybody. Um, so basically, as I was kind of analyzing my results in that area prior to going to this event to learn, you know, about engineering my success, I was like, okay, well, I realize that my greatest strengths is like, I'm really good at being really quick at finding ideas about anything. I'm like a nine out of 10 with innovation and idea being an ideator and, and being this creative buzzing person, you know, like my, like the, the phrase that they mention is like, you know, if anybody's going through any level of chaos or, you know, disorderly disorganization, they need to just call you up because you're going to have 10 different ideas to be able to help solve their problem. Like, and you're not even going to have to work at thinking about what, what those ideas are. They are just going to come like, and so that's, that's like my superpower, right? But then, according to my results, I find it very, very helpful to know that, hey, you know, I might be a 9 out of 10 in my ability to be like what they call a high quick start, um, but I'm a 4 when it comes to like implementer, right? When it comes to being that kind of person that is able to physically manipulate um, any situation and, and take action and, and just do that, you know, like be like, boom, out of there, right? Um, so that means like, you know, for me in my mindset, it's like, okay, well, if I took four hours of my day to be an innovator, that would mean that I should really limit my implementer style to be two hours a day. If I was being the most respectful in honoring my level of energy that I can, you know, handle those kinds of things. Right. And then even further beyond that, I've got two other categories that they have where it's talking about my ability to, um, to follow up in doing something that that requires for me to to follow a system right like that's basically anytime I see a start and end time and I'm supposed to be there um, at the start time and the end time on time right like being on time for those kinds of things that are systemized and 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 doing it over and over again and rather than being a one-time experience and then just let it go kind of thing but actually remembering those kinds of things and and getting back to them right so that i have i'm at level three three out of ten in that right in the same way that i'm a three out of ten with like the fact find category of like you know my in my ability and my natural ability to be you know, very thorough in my research, for example, right? Like I can only give like maybe an hour and a half a day to that kind of level of thinking before I kind of peter out and I'm like, okay, I feel so bored out of my mind, right? Like, you know, it's just totally like I'm not, I'm not being efficient or, you know, very productive at all once I hit that hour and a half point of like focus, right? 
So anyways, as I was looking at these numbers, I was like, but how does a person function like this? How is a person able to go from, you know, dedicating like double of their time to innovation and creativity versus like, you know, half of their time with implementing, right? Like, for example, I see it all the time in the kitchen. I'm a crazy innovator when I'm in the kitchen. I explode the kitchen. I use every single dish that could possibly be used and touched to to dirty it to make it into something beautiful, right? And I create all these different kinds of dishes whenever I feel permission to, but I'm always lagged up because my implementer style is half of the energy of my innovation style, right? So I'm always being like um, slowed down by my level of ability and level of focus and skill to actually clean up well enough to then create the next thing, right? But going to this course of engineering my success, it was just so poignant and so bang on, <laughs> bang on, because I had just been studying like... Um, the book by Simon Sinek, I think, where it's like he's all about start with why. And I'm at this part in the book where it talks about the difference between when the two different countries, U.S. and Japan, were were going about figuring out the assembly line, right? And in the U.S., I guess they had this point in the assembly line at the end when they had pieced together the cars that they were building and they had a factory worker be the person to bang together the, the car pieces that were like the doors. And then when they went to visit the Japan factory of how they did that, and it just turned out that at that point in their in the assembly line, they didn't have the banging person. They didn't even have to employ someone to do that. And they're like, well, who's like, what are you going to do with this problem of needing to bang it together? Like, what's what's your way to solve that solution? And they just kind of like, you know, meekly were like, well, we just design the parts so that there doesn't have to be somebody to bang them together, right? And so that's what this is all about. Like, instead of me kind of banging the pieces together of figuring out how do I work with these results of my Colby score and or, or just like how do I work with, with my personal observation of my strengths and weaknesses without having to bang pieces together and bang my head on the wall constantly, I can actually get to the point where I can learn to engineer my success, right? I don't have to have the person to bang at the end, right? I can just engineer it from the beginning. And that's what I love about, you know, just being able to see myself clearly before going into the event be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have these strengths and I have these areas that are a little bit lower, in my natural abilities, right? And so what do I do with that? And so going into the event, then I was able to say, oh, well, here is something that I can take from here. You know, he he talks about a little bit what Rory um, brought up about the quadrants, right? There's the creative side of coming up with, you know, the goals, coming up with our positive self-talk, then there's the other side of it that has to do with our time management priority, prioritizing. Um, And then the other one below that was um, habits, right? Because, and then it just brought it all together to me. I was like, oh my goodness, I get it. Because he talked about this idea that when we put our habits to work, they create magic for us, basically. It makes it so we don't have to exert that willpower every single day to think about what we're going to do. But it just becomes a part of our breathing pattern, basically, right? It becomes a part of our gesture throughout the day. So then it makes it so that we don't have to feel like we're working typically around areas where we used to think we were working, right? You know, it used to be work to do said thing, right? To, to, to achieve said goal. But because those habits can start working for me, 
it doesn't have to become so much of a drain and an exhaustive experience for me anymore, right? And then I had a moment of like, oh my goodness, I think that's what's going on, you know? Like, because I used to get a little bit fed up because I, I knew that I wasn't really good at cleaning. I wasn't really good at any of that, that category. But for some reason, I had put it into my brain, I don't want to eat until I have at least cleaned up one, the space that I'm going to eat, right? I created that habit over time, and I still kind of work at it. It's, it's not like it's a date like one day and you do it and you're suddenly good at it kind of thing. And, and he even talked about, you know, in five days it becomes a habit or whatever. And other people say it's 21 days. But for me, I guess it's one of those habit things <laughs> that are really like, like a really hard one because I've been working on it for like 13 years and it's still, it's still hard to do, but it's still, it, but I, I can realize that it is easier, even though it's still hard, right? Um, so I can be grateful that, you know, even though I can't innovate as much as I would like to innovate and put as much energy into that because I'm lagged back because um, maybe I don't have as many habits yet in my implementing style that I could be a little bit more mindful. It'd be like, well, what other habits could I, could I pull in there so that I'm not trying to like plow through and do a full out two hour blitz all in one shot versus like doing five minute blitzes throughout the period of 12 hours, right? You know, or like eight 15 minute blitzes, right? And, and just working with those smaller habits rather than like a two hour habit each time, right? So it's gotten me thinking in this area of like, how could I be even more mindful in engineering my own success with my habits, with especially the areas of my life that I'm not naturally good at, but just allowing for myself to think, well, what is a habit like this was one of the questions that came up for me as I was learning um, that I feel like I'm just going to rinse and repeat for every category of goals that I have. What is a habit that I think could possibly give me some results if I keep doing it for five years, right? Five years down the road, what is a habit that I could have that would make a difference in five years of doing it for like, you know, 365 days, like times five, right? That's like 1,500 times of doing the same thing over and over again, at least. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, I am so excited to see where this can go, right? So those are some ideas that I'm just kind of playing with. And I'm really excited to just like jump in and be a little bit more thoughtful. There was another book that he mentioned that I'm excited to delve in. Is it like Atomic Habits? Yeah. yeah, that's a book that we just ordered, so I'm really excited to just delve in and see what else there is in there. He like, what did he say? Did he say it's like one of the best books he's read? In the last 10 years. In the last 10 years. So, <laughs> woo! I'm excited. I love getting like good reviews about stuff so I can just feel like, oh yeah, this is going to be worth my time. So that's really exciting. I'm really happy about that. <laughs>